Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Welcome to the June 18th, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelley Overton, an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. We have a fairly sunny day out. It's almost unbelievable that it's sunny right now, but it's probably going to end up rainy later today. I guess we're in the middle of the summer rainy season, and at least it's not overcast. I'm very happy about that. So how are you? How was your weekend? I had a very busy weekend. We had a Conscious Living Expo here in Orlando that I was part of, and I had a booth there doing astrology both days, Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday was Father's Day. My father came out, and in true Bob Moore fashion, he helped out at the fair, and he sold snacks. So he had a good Father's Day. I took him out to breakfast before I went to the fair, and it was very lovely. Um, anyway, so here we are on the show, and I had tried to get on on my computer, and I guess my energy, I tell you, the, the fair, the show this weekend, really energetically knocked me for a loop, and it was amazing to me, and I wasn't the only one. Everybody who was there, there were a couple crystal booths with crystals all the way around there were so many and I felt very floaty and detached it was amazing so I think that's um, partly due to the crystals and the energy at the fair but um, now I'm back and I have my mind back rather and I can't get on my computer I went to blog talk and blog talk can't be reached and so I'm on my phone Thankfully, I have a phone because my phone lets me do this show today because I can't do it on my computer, which, you know, I've been having trouble with the computer for a while now, and today is no different. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, no computer, but I can take calls today online, so I can't vouch for how it's going to sound, but at least I've got you, and I'm very happy about that. So today we have Venus in Gemini, 11 degrees. We have Sun at 27 Gemini. And that is part of the reason that this is going on because both of them are, excuse me, <clears throat> really close to the outer limits of orb, which for me, orb is eight degrees on either side of an aspect. 
So Venus is at 11 Gemini opposite Jupiter at 18. That's within one degree of an opposition. And when either one gets a little farther away, it goes away. But Jupiter is retrograde today, which means it is moving towards Venus as she goes forward in the sky. And the sun is at 27 Gemini. The sun is in Gemini, Jupiter's in Sagittarius. They're on opposite sides of the Earth. And so they are opposing each other. They're pulling in different directions. And the directions are Jupiter wants to be active and wants to move things forward, is very impatient, and that appears in your life. You want to go forward. You want to do something um, more exploratory and you want to travel, you want to move on with things, you don't want to sit still. But yet, um, the sun wants us to be up in the idea of something, and is not ready to move forward, because that's not the energy of the sun. So, Venus is at 11 degrees Gemini, and she also has these desires that are very intellectual. She wants to learn about things, both the sun and Venus in Gemini means Gemini energy is accented. And sun being ego wants to connect to the concepts and tends to be more righteous in Gemini or probably whatever sign the sun is in, it wants to be the right, the right way of thinking and the place that everything is as it should be. In other words, we think we're right. But in Gemini, Gemini knows a lot because Gemini is very curious and it researches and it thinks about things. It also has information dropped down into the head. So Gemini's just, you know, they can be overloaded right now, quite honestly. It is a very strong time of overload for a lot of us. Those of us who are Mercury influenced, which are Gemini's and Virgo's, will feel this energy much more strongly. Um, also, we have Pluto, Saturn in an Earth sign of Capricorn, which is also in trine to the Virgo energy. And the Gemini energy squares the Virgo energy or is 90 degrees away. So that means that the energy is very um, electrified. It is at odds. So Gemini square Virgo is not cooperative it is contentious so we can find people not wanting to cooperate in ideas we have neptune at 18 degrees of pisces so neptune is actually squaring both gemini energy and sagittarius jupiter today we have a, a direct square between neptune and jupiter and i think it perfects today but i'm not positive let me look at my ephemeris Oh, goodness, where is it? I don't see it popping out at me really quickly. Well, Saturn and Neptune sextile today, which is actually a positive aspect. But, um, yeah, I don't see the square perfecting. So maybe it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Or, uh, excuse me, Sunday. So Jupiter squared Neptune at 11.22 a.m. on Sunday. And that was perfect. But they're still both at 18. So while they are not exact because that is a minute of transit, how many minutes, so a division of a degree, they are still at the same degree. So they are still perfected by degree. 
which means, because I know you're all going, oh, what does that mean? It means that we have this energy of drive that is Jupiter, exploration, um, adventure, wanting new and different things, wanting to learn, wanting to connect to other cultures and be active, be physical. It is a fire sign. The fire signs are physical. They want to exert out into the world. They are driven. It is squaring Neptune, and Neptune wants to curl up in a little cocoon, as, as do probably most water signs, and wants to just emote and feel and let the energies flow over and through us. And so it is not an active sign. It is a receptive sign. It is a receptive energy. And so it wants to feel the esoteric energy of life, and that is at odds with taking action. Unfortunately for Sagittarius, Neptune is probably going to win out at this point because Jupiter in Sagittarius is also retrograde for the time being, for the next eight weeks. Um, but if you want to make a wish right now, it's 11:11 where this is being recorded, and I think it will also work for you when you hear it after the fact. So give it a wish and try and find a way to process these energies. So Neptune is getting us more in tune with the the true energetic spirituality, where Jupiter is a spiritual sign but looks towards organizations and hierarchy. To validate, and the reason for that is because Capricorn, Capricorn energy falls in the second house or the materialization house of the energy of Sagittarius. So, if you put Sagittarius on the first house, the next house, the second house is Capricorn, and that is the manifesting energy. And so, um, anything in the material world that's expressed outwardly from that, from the Sagittarius initiating energy is very tangible and physical. And now with the moon in Capricorn, moon is at 11 degrees of Capricorn, which means the moon today as this show starts is also in conjunct or one or quincunx if you prefer, but I prefer in conjunct, uh, 150 degrees away from Venus. So the moon and Venus are not cooperative. That is feminine energies can be, you know, difficult right now. They are not, emotions are not necessarily agreeing with desire. And I know that sounds unusual. How does that work? Well, you know, you say, okay, I want to get this or that. I have a desire to do something or to, um, I have a, a concept. Actually, Venus and Gemini is going to be conceptual. So it is like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could fill in the blank? Moon which is also connected to mom, is going to be somewhat like your disciplinarian, but also seeks security. And Gemini wants to just be out there and active and um, spur of the moment, very spontaneous. Moon in Capricorn is anything but spontaneous. It is very regimented, very planned, and wants things to be predictable. So our desires are erratic and spontaneous, but what makes us feel secure and comforted in our emotional life is planning. And so they, there is a conflict and it's more of an internal conflict. It can express out as a physical world conflict between girls and mothers or women in general, but probably more likely um, daughters and mothers. And that's because Venus represents the daughter, moon represents the mother. 
and they are not cooperative today. Mom is acting authoritarian. And Gemini, being that Gemini brings in information of understanding and uh, analysis, logic, she doesn't want to listen to what she can't do. And Capricorn probably is no. Usually Capricorn is no, and I'll tell you why, because Capricorn wants to understand it better, wants to plan for it, wants to know that if we do this, it's been done before, and it's a positive outcome. Because if they don't know, they don't want to. So pretty much the moon in Capricorn it could be a yes for creating structures and plans for getting your life in order for organization. And I'm looking around my house, putting things in containers. <laughs> Good day for that. Bad day for following through with ideas. And probably bad if you're committing to something today, if there is a contract, only because Venus and Gemini, Sun and Gemini make it, we have to do it twice. And let's see where Mercury is in Cancer, Mercury's opposite the moon, and Mercury is in the moon's sign. So Mercury rules the energy of Gemini, Venus and Sun answer to Mercury in Cancer. And Mercury today is exactly conjunct Mars. So Mars and Mercury act as one. They're within two minutes of time of exactly the same position. And I'll tell you what time they conjunct at 12.04 p.m. So they're going to be exactly at the same minute of time in 40, about 45, 50 minutes from now, from the time I have the show, which is 11 a.m. June 18th, 2019. So um, Mercury and Mars mean, and this is where it gets a little confusing, because I just said desires and probably ego, the sun in Gemini, are also not in cooperation with the moon. And the moon does materialize an event. So when I do orary, H-O-R-A-R-Y, orary, astrology, that is of the moment. So the moment that the question is understood, you can see in the planetary positions what the outcome will be. So it's a type of astrology that you can do for a specific question. And in that type of astrology, the moon is a very strong indicator of yes or no. And honestly, I think that the moon is, even when you're not doing a specific question chart, when you're just looking at an outcome in general for a day, when you start a new event, just like, oh, what's going on in the sky today? You look at the moon and go, oh, is the moon opposite? Is the moon conjunct and sextile? Or, you know, what's the moon doing? It gives a strong indication of whether or not things will culminate the way you want them to. So today, the moon being in Capricorn, she's opposite um, Mercury and Mars, probably closer to later tonight, but she is in conjunct exact to Venus and Gemini. And so that makes it more difficult to culminate what's going on because desires in Gemini mean that your outcome by the moon's indication is not going to be good. And Gemini rules and is it's ruled by Mercury, but it rules um, contracts and Mercury rules contracts as well. And so because Venus is answering to Mercury, Mercury is exactly opposite the energy that the moon is transiting through. 
So not only do you have an inconjunct, which is friction where there are no common bounds, no common binds, um, you also have Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, and Venus and desire opposite the moon, which is a tug of war. And Mercury is exact conjunct to Mars, which is action opposing Saturn and Pluto. So Saturn and Pluto are pretty close to the same degree. They are 18 for Saturn, Capricorn, and 22 for Pluto, Capricorn, which is opposite Mars at 21. So Mars is within one degree of an exact opposition to Pluto. He just three or four days ago was opposite to Saturn. So he's been really battling it out for control over his own life. And that means that we are battling it out for control over parts of our lives. And the part of our life that we want to control is the home life. And because Mars is in Cancer, it answers to the moon. The moon is actually in cahoots with the planets in opposition to Mars. So it's being much more difficult to get stuff done. I would say if you're looking to have some semblance of cooperation and lack of overwhelm, uh, you want to do something with your home and the structure and feel like you're getting somewhere in moving the structure of physicality of your life or even career further on. The moon wants to do the structure, the system. So that's what you do. And when you do the structure and the system, you are taking action, which is what Mars wants to do. So in that regard, moon can actually act as a, a um, go-between or, you know, more cooperative element because the moon is getting stuff done, which is what Mars wants to do. The moon has us embrace the energy of the structure around the home, the energy and the structure of where our career may be going. And honestly, with the moon being the ruler of emotions and nurturing and mothers, you can bring that energy into the physical structure. So you are infusing what you do in a physical sense with your emotion and with the desire for security, which is the very strong cancer opposite Capricorn axis. So um, I don't see that we have any questions. If you do have a question, and I can't guarantee I'll I'll be able to answer, but I think I can on my phone, Um, just hit one. And I will answer your question because last week we had some questions, but again, technical stuff. And I will tell you, um, I'm just going to look this up. When the sun goes into cancer, that will ease it up a bit. And I'm desperately looking forward to that because it has been quite a difficult couple months electronically for me with all this Gemini energy. And probably more specifically to me because anyone with Virgo planets that are air planets like Uranus or Mercury, because if you have those Virgo air planets, they're squaring all the Gemini, and that's giving you difficulty with technology. Um, If you don't, your planets may be more cooperative with with what's going on in Gemini, and maybe you won't have these issues going on, but I know I have, and I'm really looking forward to it changing. And so um, let's see here we've got venus and sun the sun goes in on the 22nd to cancer and venus goes in oh, not until july on the 2nd of july no i take it back the 4th of july 
I guess we know what I'm going to be doing. I'm celebrating my Mercury energy getting better on the 4th of July with some fireworks. Um, So, yeah, look forward to that energy. And honestly, there are no more transits through Gemini until the moon gets there in about two weeks. And that's only two and a half days. I think I can handle that. And then all the little smaller, quicker moving planets. So Venus, Mercury, Mars, and the sun, which, of course, they're not really small, but they're small enough. They're quicker. They're closer to the sun, so they go faster in orbit. They will not be there again until later next year. And so um, that'll be, well, later, comma, next year. So we'll see that again in a year. But we won't have that energy for a while. We will have Mercury retrograde coming up here. I believe it's July. Um, let me just double check that. Mercury. Oh, no, Mercury doesn't retrograde till. Uh, oh, it does. I take it back. I was on the wrong page. I was on June. Uh, Mercury retrogrades around the 6th of July and will be retrograde till the end of the month and then goes direct on the 1st of August and clears the shadow on the 15th of August, right after uh, Jupiter goes direct on the 11th of August. So that week is going to be great for shifts and fortune. Jupiter goes direct. Mercury goes into Leo on the 12th. Uh, Venus will be in Leo, another fortunate energy. Mars will be in Leo. And um, Jupiter will be in a a fire sign, trining all the fire energy of Mercury, Venus, and Mars. And the sun is in Leo. So if you're looking to have a lot of fortune come into your life, boy, that midweek of August is going to be pretty fiery, pretty active. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear about fires breaking out or volcanic activity, something that relates to fire because it's going to be a fiery energy. And also um, that tends to be the time when I break a lot of glass, usually Aries or Leo energy. um, I break a lot of glass and there is somebody in my driveway. I'm not sure who it is. But it will. It's Alexis. They're just sitting in my driveway. Don't know why. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's see. Do we have any? Let me look on my uh, phone to see if we have anyone who wants a reading. We have one caller. Let's see if I can answer it. We'll give it my best shot. Four oh two. Oh, oh my. Four oh two. How are you? We've got some heavy duty songs going on. Hello. Four oh two. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Okay. Is there music you can turn down? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can. I can. Okay, sorry. Is I got crappy earphones. Pardon me? Okay. <laughs> I was no, just this asking is who this is. My name is Sue. It's oh, Sue. Sue. Hi, Sue. Wonderful. Hey, so, I, um, I have me... a question. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, right now, um, okay, so do you need my birthday, my dates? I was going to ask if it's time. a personal question. Yes, I need all your birth information. If it's just a general astro- astrology question, no. But, yeah, if it's you, I need your birth well, information. Okay, it is October 1st, 1956, and I was born in Chicago, 353. Okay, 353. No, I'm sorry, you 335. sound very useful. Three, 335. No, I'm very old. No? A.M., <laughs> 335 A.M. <laughs> okay, well, you have a useful voice. So, well, thank yeah, you. I would not have put you in your 50s. Like, you can hear my voice. It gets deeper because of all the talking, and it makes me, I think, yeah, it it sound will. older. But, um, and yeah, that, but yeah, that does so happen. What, 
Yeah, okay, so I'm looking at this this time period in, in Cancer with um, Mars mm-hmm. and Mercury. Um, the question is, is, and I can't remember the way you say it, is my 12th house is mm-hmm. basically ruled by Cancer, right? Because it, the 12th house starts in Cancer. You're, no, you're 11th mostly, actually, believe it or not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, you have, according to this, I'm going to double check the time, October 1st, 1956, 335 a.m. Chicago. Is that correct. correct? Yes, correct. Okay. I do porphyry. Doesn't mean that it's going to be completely off, but, I mean, it can be a few degrees off. It's off so you a have a 29-degree. Yeah. yeah, 29-degree Leo rising, which means all of the Leo okay. is in your 12th house. And all of the okay. cancer okay. is in your 11th house. So okay. your soul group okay. can either seem like family or your family can be part of your soul group either way so like if you have people that you're connected to with career they may you can act like you know motherly towards them or they can be more like oh I recognize you as someone who has a similar energy to what I'm used to in my family and so you really embrace them as family or you may literally have family that's part of your career and are really good friends with your family Either way. No, I think it's the latter. I think it's the soul group is my family. Seriously. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. So <laughs> you have okay, so that, Scorpio in, in, in family, so that can also restrict yeah. how you feel about your family. And you have a lot of Sagittarius, Correct. which means you just want to get out and get away and be free from them. <laughs> so, or you oh, that is look so to other places. Is that, is that kind of how you feel? Oh, yeah. I'm always looking for other places. Okay. I'm looking at uh, moving hopefully soon, but mm-hmm. it's going to be probably another yeah. three years. So I might nah, opposite. You might be surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh, might I don't think you're going to need three years. Yeah, well, okay, Jupiter's cool. going through that house, and Jupiter does mm-hmm. great amounts of work to transform wherever it goes, and especially once it leaves a house, it will give you what it is that, is your fortune from having gone through there. So in other words, you recognize, you recognize the expansion going on wherever Jupiter is and it's expanding things in your house, home and family, but it's also inclining you to want to grow and want to move on, which is its nature. And when it leaves, that's when you get the bounty of what it's shown you. And so you're going, I just got to go. I want to go. Oh, I can't stand it here. When it leaves, it exits. Oh, it's going to be, um, I didn't call it my online ephemeris, but I've got it right here. It's going to be uh, late uh, late November. Let me just tell okay. you, 25 degrees. Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter. Oh, no, let's see. That's December. Sorry, I was in December. Um, it'll be exact 20, 25.34 is on the 12th of November. And so that's mm-hmm. the day it actually leaves that sign. You'll be feeling it in the beginning of November mm-hmm. and it, like most of the middle of November, you'll be feeling like I got to go. And that drive is that energy of Jupiter. You can resist it, but no. it's there to <laughs> no. help you move forward. Yeah. And I'm telling mm. you because in November it, it exits your house, a home and family, which then gives you like the freedom to, to move forward. And also right now with Jupiter retrograde, it acts more like Saturn. It's like restrictive. And so you're having to go back to the family environment. And I can tell you my daughter's rising sign is only two degrees off of yours in this chart. 
So with a uh-huh. pottery. So um, she's also getting ready to go to college and the other side of the state. And I told her over the summer, Jupiter's retrograding back in your house, a home and family. So you'll feel like you want to go back to that energy and you, you have something to continue with for a while. But when Jupiter goes direct in August, you're, Jupiter's on the way out of that house and it will be finishing off the story and culminating it. And then you'll be on to the next thing out and about. So by at the latest by December, when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, I think you'll be wanting to go and probably actually leaving before then. This energy is affecting my life. It's affecting my daughters, like I said, the same way you are. Mm-hmm. So you'll be going. Right. I think you'll be going um, after, know it, it in August flow. or after August. It will flow mm-hmm. into my fifth house, which is travel, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, your fifth house that is, is ruled by 25 Sag. Yeah. And then it goes to Capricorn, yeah. which is structure. And you want to make, and because Capricorn rules your fifth house of creativity, you're going to want to do something tangible that is more creative. And Jupiter, so Jupiter's energy is going to be really interesting as it goes into Capricorn because Saturn Pluto conjunct there. So it's very intense about owning your own personal stuff. It's not about pointing fingers going, this is how you do it. Why haven't you done it well? It's about saying, oh, my God, right. I don't need to take care of everyone else anymore. i got to take care of me. And Jupiter is the punctuation mark to that energy of Saturn-Pluto. Okay? So for the next year, Jupiter will be going, no, 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 no. If you didn't get the message from Saturn and Pluto going, it's about you, Jupiter is absolutely mm-hmm. going to make that because Jupiter is about itself. Jupiter gives that gift, so to speak, to all of us. Wherever Jupiter is, that's where we are more inclined to be about our own interests and not be as generous to others. So it's, it's like okay. you just want to be in the moment and move on and not worry about the consequences, not worry about any fallout or anyone else. Yeah. And that will happen in Capricorn yeah. and in your fifth house. So what were you going to ask? Yeah, I- I have a project that I've been working on for almost six or seven years, and I'm so close wow. to being done. And it just that's like a Saturn cycle. Uh huh. Yeah, and I'm hoping okay, so maybe this will make the will. push for me to finish it because I'm. Mm-hmm. It's more of the now I have to do the structure stuff. I've got the creativity almost complete. Uh-huh. You know, now I've got to do okay. the nuts and bolts to get it mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point. So, so my guess is you started this uh, plan when Saturn hit your Neptune, and that's your dream coming true. And is hopefully there's a okay. partner involved with that. And mm-hmm. um, what happens is, it, like I said, a Saturn cycle is around seven years. And if you're approaching five and six and you're done with part of it, but you're still doing the structure, what you're doing is you're feeling the square of when the project started to where Saturn is in the sky now. And it's saying, okay, this is the next phase. This may be the more difficult part because it's a square Saturn to the beginning of the project, which means it now has okay. to mature to the next level. That's what Saturn does. It's okay. like, okay, you're going to the next thing, but it also creates a structure. So yes, next year will be, and I got chills with this, next year will be the year of okay, cool. culminating mm-hmm. the, the plans for it and the structure and the physicality of it. And it will also be partly creative because, like I said, you have Capricorn in your house of creativity, and Jupiter expands all that energy as well. Jupiter is the playful fire energy. So it wants to play, and it's trying to show Capricorn Mm -hmm. how to be less, like, uptight and more loose and and (laughs) less restricted. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the the benefit is that, and I want to tell you this because this has been on my mind this whole weekend, I'm like, 
Capricorn is the rigid disciplinarian. It's surrounded on yep. either side, and I think it needs it on either side by the freedom-loving Sagittarius and the freedom-loving Uranus and Aquarius because neither sign wants to be controlled, mm-hmm. and dead between the two of mm-hmm. them is the planet and sign that wants to control. So it's being surrounded like a little Saturn Oreo cookie. <laughs> it's going, okay, this is the time and where we like- have to do the structure and the unfun stuff, but it will reward you. What was, what was that? I have found out what Capricorn truly is because that is my uh-huh. partner. <laughs> he is 100% Aww, so he full Capricorn. It. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's difficult yeah. for all your Leo, especially Uranus and Leo and mm-hmm. Pluto and Leo. Those, oh, yeah. But it, it, it is good for your moon and your Jupiter and your Mercury. But, boy, mm-hmm. yeah, Uranus. So, so it's <laughs> difficult on freedom. And it's difficult for desires, but you've got that Pluto at 29 Leo really close to Virgo. So what your Pluto at Leo on the horizon is doing is giving you opportunities for major identity shifts. And he's promoting that. So I would say that, I mean, I don't know the trajectory of your relationship, but I can tell you he's probably going to be very transformative for you all the time because of that Mm -hmm. inconjunct energy. And, potential trine energy it it's the pluto right. energy that is really and pluto and uranus are both very intense change energies and if he's in conjunct yeah. to those it's almost like this constant battle for shift and change of movement and that can get exhausting yeah. after a while so it does um, it does <laughs> you know that's it's it's going to be accented and he's going through tremendous amounts of change with the saturn pluto Saturn has been going through for a year and a half on his son in his own sign. And Pluto's been there for uh, since 2007. So he's really shifted who he is. And it's culminating in January of next year when Saturn Pluto joins at exact degrees. And over the course of the year, they'll be in and out of exact conjunction for three times. And yeah. it starts in January. And then Jupiter okay. is going to go expand, expand, expand. So it will be a very intense time for him, and you're going to get caught up in that mm-hmm. whole process. Just giving you a warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I can see so, it coming. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're you welcome. Answer some My questions. pleasure. Well, it's good talking to you. Thank you for uh, uh-huh. giving me a call. <laughs> All right, Thanks. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, well, that's our quickie quick show this week, and – I guess I'll talk to you next week and we'll find something else to chit chat about and take care. Have a great week. Hope you enjoyed that full moon in uh, Sagittarius conjunct Jupiter. That was very cool. So anyway, bye until next week. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week to contact me for a private reading. Go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts.
Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.